Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Skincare Anarchy. This is your host, Ekta. Um, I'm so excited to introduce you guys to our guest today. She is truly a rock star in the editorial world and has an amazing portfolio and career background. Hallie is a senior editor at Birdie and she has written for some amazing and very reputable publications. So without further ado, I want to introduce you guys to Hallie Gould. Hallie, thank you so much for coming on to our show. It's truly an honor to host you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Uh, could you tell us about yourself and your background and um, just writing and how you got started? Sure. Yeah. Um, I kind of always knew that I wanted to be a writer. Yeah. I sort of started when I was in high school. Um, I thought I wanted to be a fashion writer at first. Um, and then so throughout college, I did fashion internships and um, I majored in communication arts, which was kind of like a make your own major at my school. So it was a lot of communications classes, journalism classes, stuff like that. Um, and then sort of once I got out of school, I started working at a hair salon just while I was freelancing, trying to make money, um, just like through a mutual friend, I got the job. And that sort of really opened up the world of beauty for me in a way more viable way as a, as a career option. I think I just felt ultimately more connected to it than I did to fashion. And I think um, the job opportunities that came afterwards kind of kept also, sorry, I live on a busy street, so you might hear the cars. Oh, no but, worries. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the jobs that I got afterwards um, kind of kept me on that track. And I just realized beauty was kind of more my thing and um, something that I felt uh, I had more to say about in the space. Yeah. Um, and so my first, uh, my first editor job out of school was at this um, digital only beauty site called Real Beauty. It was a Hearst publication at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was really incredible because it was a really small team. It was not connected to a magazine so that there was a little bit less red tape than there was with like traditional legacy brands. Um, So I had a much larger role, I think, than the average fresh out of college student did. Right. Um, So that was incredible. I went from there to Marie Claire, where I did uh, social media for them. And it was kind of, it's funny to say it now, because I think now it's a much larger role than it was then. Oh, yeah. Social media is huge now. Yeah. Yeah. So social media wasn't what it wasn't what it is now then but it still uh was very much part of how the site got traffic and it was very much um starting to become huge for the brands um in the case of you know developing a voice and then also in getting new people to click and be interested in the coverage and stuff and then from Marie Claire um, I went to this other sort of digital startup, which was called Mimi. It was a Time Inc. brand. Um, and that I was there for like a year. And that has since uh, sort of like rolled up into as part of InStyle. Yeah. And then I went to Birdie. And I've wow. been at Birdie um, as senior editor for five years. It'll be five years in January. So it's been a while. Wow. That is awesome. That's quite the journey. Yeah. <laughs> 
you've seen yes. all things editorial it feels like at this point so yeah yeah I mean I think it it's interesting I think in that I had a lot of jobs sort of in the beginning where it was like I would stay for a year go somewhere else stay for a year go somewhere else and so it's yeah. it's been I think really interesting during the last five years to be in one place and sort of be, be able to be part of a brand and grow with the brand. And I think that's, what's been sort of like really beautiful about my time with Birdie. Right. Right. So what is it that inspires you the most about like beauty? You know, I know you said that it was a space that you felt like it was better for you, a better fit. So what inspired you about it? Um, There's so many things. I mean, I think that, um, you know, surface level, I think when people hear beauty, they think, you know, hair, makeup, skincare, yeah. uh, that type of stuff. And that is, you know, very much a part of it and something that I really love. I love launches. I love makeup. I love skincare products. I love trying new things. I love writing about that stuff too. Um, and I think that there's a real place for that and a real, you know, yearning from readers for, you know, product reviews and what's going on with these makeup brands and what's happening with this palette and, you know, all of that stuff. But I think the thing that people forget to think about that is inherently sort of at the core of beauty is all of these other things, you know, like mental health, joy, confidence, comfort, all of these things that kind of go into the way that we feel um, in our bodies and the way that we look, yes, but also, you know, the, the health of our skin, yeah, of our hair, you know. Everything everything that goes into self-care really. Yeah. And I think, I think that's the part that, that, um, that I really like to dig into. And I think that the industry as a whole now is sort of trying to dig into, um, the sort of like, it's not about rules. It's not about, you know, traditional standards. It's more about like what makes you feel good and like what keeps you healthy and, joyful and and right. I think that is the thing that really does attract me to beauty and inspires me to keep doing it because it's like I've there are so many things that I've read from other writers or that I've had the chance to write for um Birdie or other publications that I'm like if, when I was younger if I had this thing if I could be searching whatever awful thing I was searching and instead find this thing that was helpful um and kind and rooted sort of in self-love, I think it it would have really made a difference in this, any kind of struggle that I had in my life, I think. Yeah, and how you received that information yeah. too, right? It's like, yeah. Yeah, that's an excellent point. I mean, I think that, um, you know, like growing up, it was almost like there wasn't really, I never felt like magazines were like speaking to me directly, but like they were always showing cool trends and there were always like these things. But yeah, that you bring up such a great point with that, um, that personality aspect or that personalized aspect rather. Yeah, and I think, you know, all we can do is try to change those things. Like I think traditional um, women's media and, and I guess I say women's media because that's sort of what it's historically historically been called it's not just for women um, but I think you know there's there's some like underlying seediness that has always been a part of it which is that like follow this these rules look a certain way yeah, um, yeah. and we'll ultimately find happiness you know all this stuff and I think that exactly yeah. <laughs> 
And I think that that is something that um, is starting to change at least in, in a lot of places. And at least like, I know with Birdie is a place where our team has a, a really heavy hand in, in what happens. It's not a corporate environment with a lot of red tape and um, so many of the editors have been there for so long that it's, 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 we've really been able to kind of like, like turn this site and use this voice as what we think it should be. And it, it doesn't have to be, you know, one thing or the other it's like right. a, it's a nice right. mix yeah yeah and I think you know what that brings up for me honestly is like there's so much conversation about well there's these bunch of white men sitting at the top telling women how to look and I'm like where <laughs> like, yeah. I see wonderful women um such as yourself sitting in the editorial world you guys are bringing great content to people I mean <laughs> this is it's not you know what I mean it's almost like Mythbusters. I feel like <laughs> no thank you no I mean I appreciate that and I do I mean it is true that at a lot of large public publishing companies the the sort of higher-ups are white men and and I think that happens um, and I think that that obviously is at the root of a lot of issues that come up with um, with women's media. Yeah. Um, but you know, and I think it's like the I think the issue is is even if it's not a white man at the top, like there's all it, I think that the issue will always be representation in house. And so yeah. I think that um, yeah, and so I think the more publications try to fix this sort of like hiring problems that makes it so that there are not only just like white men as CEOs, but like white women and only in editor roles and things like that. Like as long as it continues that it's like not, we're having different voices on the site, not only because we're hiring freelancers who have various experiences that we don't have, but also because we're hiring in-house so that those experiences can be consistently diverse, even when you're not writing about specific to um like, like topics specific to the black community or topics specifically to um any kind of non-white issue yeah. like I think yeah. it, should, it should be you know it's not just white people writing about these things so yeah I mean I hear you because it's also like until this job until because we were acquired in 2018 to a company called Dot Dash. And so until we were acquired, I had like never even seen like a man in, in the office before. <laughs> oh, wow. So yeah, yeah it's just like, I, you know, I like feel for people that are dealing with these issues with male bosses, but I was just like, I just can't relate. Like I've never had <laughs> I don't feel oppressed by the patriarchy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there, there are other, you know, there are always other ways to feel yeah. uncomfortable, but that was never something that, that yeah. directly in your work environment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, and I think, I think, you know what, it, it's something that needs to be brought up because um, it's so easy to point the finger, right? And then just be like, oh, this person did this. And that's why I am now bleaching my skin to look like this. I mean, that's really where I am so concerned um, about women because they make excuses in some ways. There are some women, not all women, obviously, but you know, th this whole idea of, well, someone else telling me how to look at some point, the responsibility has to come into your own hand, right? And it has to come into the hand of the consumer and say, well, I'm, what am I really inspired by? So that's where I find that 
the editorial world is just such a huge area where you know that's why I I'm always asking to talk to people like yourself because I want to get that real you know insight um, rather than just these stories that are circulating around about you know someone's not telling me to be myself enough or whatnot so yeah I find that really interesting yeah I mean I think um yeah I think that there has to always be space for people to feel comfortable kind of breaking with convention so it's like you know I think it's always looking looking to people who you know for example anyone oh my god my garbage can is automatic and it just opened while I was talking (laughs) you have a ghost in the house (laughs) so you know I think I I would never I would I I feel like I, I can't judge anyone for looking for um advice from people who are working in the industry or in this case kind of like influencers or notables or people with platforms people that are visible for you know, advice on trends or various uh, feelings. And I think um, as long as people who have a platform are open about, you know, not being perfect, not everything feels good, like not everything, um, not every product is marketed towards you, like all of these things, like even opening up about like, yeah, product marketing, um, the way that (laughs) companies are trying to make you feel when they show you their advertisements, the way that that type of manipulation happens to, you know, it's like, I don't think, of course, I think that everybody should have their own volition and they should be able to be like, I'm not into that. Um, I'm not going to get manipulated by that. But I also think it's, it's up to the people who are writing the things and reading the things and making the things to kind of like allow for that space, like allow for readers um, to make their own decisions by saying, you know, do what you want. Like we don't make the rules, like do, do what yeah. feels good. And I think it has to be that kind of like partnership between reader and, you know, editor or influencer or brand or whatever, kind of like opening that, that space for everyone to feel comfortable doing what feels good, you know? Right. Right. Exactly. I completely agree with that. And I think also, you know, for me, I, I can only speak for myself. And I, I think for me, when I was growing up and like, I'm in my thirties now, you know, I got my inspiration for beauty from all the places I went, you know, whether it's traveling or the people I met in college or, you know, there were so many people who influenced what I think is my personal style or what I think that looks good on me that, yeah, you're right. Like you have to open up the space and you have to be open-minded. Mm-hmm. Um, my only thing that I'm curious about is in, in this, in the world of just, you know, you know, they'll notice me if I do this, that, that culture, I feel like yeah. needs to go away. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, it's, it's a hard ask, I think for everyone to always feel completely, you know, empowered and secure in what they're doing, um, without recognition from other people, whether that is kind of like a feature in a publication or even just like, you know, your boss telling you you're doing a good job or your friend telling you you look great or like all of that stuff. I think it's, it's so human to, to want that type of um, recognition, you know, even like you like buy a new outfit 
and feel really amazing in it. And you're like, I look great. I feel great. And it's like, if nobody says anything, it's still right. a bummer. <laughs> right, right. Like your, your, your best friend, it doesn't even notice. You're like, um, hello, <laughs> I look great. Hi. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes. it's, 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 a, it's a really human feeling even on on a granular level even if it's not about you know recognition from thousands of people or magazines or whatever it is I think um it's I think yeah I think it would be a hard ask for people to ever really feel like they don't need at least a little bit of kind of like words of affirmation um but yeah of course I agree with you that that my hope is that ultimately people can be able to find that type of stuff within themselves um without magazines featuring them or yeah anything really I mean it's not just about magazines I can tell you in the medical world it's like well you know um did this certain doctor or this certain attending notice my efforts you know oh they noticed so-and-so's efforts I'm not good enough that kind of thing you know so it's everywhere like you said it's in every industry it's in every you know sector of basically humanity and I just I think that you know it's just something that we all need to you know sit down and think about like why do we all do it I mean I'm not I'm not you know void of that either like I've done the same thing I do it every day where it's like you know it's natural, like you said, but yeah, I want to, okay, so I want to shift focus. Let's go to skincare because um, that's really why I invited you on and I love skincare and I want to um, see what your take is on what's going on in the industry right now. What do you think is like the new thing or the cool thing? Um, yeah, so yeah, skincare is, <laughs> has a huge part of my heart. It's kind of always been my beat uh in in terms of like what I cover and what I care about yeah Uh, I think that so what obviously a lot of kind of like at home stuff now has been gaining popularity obviously because um we can't go anywhere (laughs) but uh so I I have always been kind of like hearing about tools and people love various skincare tools and I've never gotten into anything before because I just always thought it was kind of difficult to understand. And there's like beeping and how long do you hold it and yeah. move it. And, oh, there's like a gel that you put on before and do you wash it? Like I've always been confused by tools. Um, but there is one that I have been using every single day that I think is so simple and makes such an unbelievable difference. Um, hmm. The Jillian Dempsey Gold Bar. Oh, I've never heard of it. Oh my God. So also it's, um, it's incredible. It's also, uh, pricey. And so I'm pretty sure there are other ones that do the same thing on Amazon though. I would have to do some research. So don't hold me to that. But, um, so it's just like this gold bar with a little, it's like, has a handle and a little T at the end. You turn Mm -hmm. it on, um, and it vibrates. And basically all you have to do is kind of like rub it. It's for lymphatic drainage. Um, and so you just, uh, do your skincare routine and then kind of like rub it up along the line and uh you can rub it I sort of like hold my brows up with it because they can get (laughs) kind of (laughs) droopy and it just kind of like sculpts and depuffs your face so it's really nice in the morning um and you only do it for like five minutes and it makes such a difference I think also for me especially because I'm really prone to like unbelievable sort of just like puffiness when I wake up in the morning like along my under eyes and sort of like cheeks and jaw and so run it along my jaw up and out sort of like where your lymph nodes drain is kind of like 
down it's like up your jawbone and then to your ear and like down your neck yeah there's like the whole circuit up there yep 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 I know what yeah, you mean. I'll just do that for like five minutes after my skincare routine and then all kind of like the morning like puffy gunk is like gone from my face mm-hmm. and it makes such an unbelievable difference and you can even yeah do it kind of like down your neck and then I have um TMJ so I I grind my teeth a lot and mm. and have a lot of sort of like j- tension in my jaw I learned since that um people just hold tension in their bodies in different places yeah and yeah for me that's my shoulders and my jaw and so you can take the edge of the bar and while it's vibrating just kind of like bring it along um into the masseter muscle which is the thing that kind of gets really painful Tense. yeah kind of like shakes out all of that tension in this really like amazingly satisfying way that's so cool I didn't I don't even know about this I need to look at this up this like next level skin tool <laughs> it's amazing because it I mean it is like it's less intense than um you know for example the new face which I also know works really well mm-hmm. uh, but I just, it's something that I never got into because I don't like that I have to put on the gel beforehand and then yeah. and it beeps and I'm kind of just confused by it. And so this is like, you know, foolproof tool that really works pretty instantly. It's also pretty good if you're going to put on makeup because um, it can like kind of uh, smooth out any creases under your eyes and stuff like that. Right. Uh, and then Jillian Dempsey actually also just launched a, uh, uh, like under eye masks that she uses mm. with the tool, which is like such a treat to do. And she yeah. really like makes, she's a celebrity makeup artist. So she she makes these launches kind of with makeup prep in mind. So all of her stuff is really good for your skin, but then also um, is really great for doing right before putting on makeup. So it it's like multi-use basically, yeah. Yeah, so I'm really into that. I'm, yeah, I think that, Tools have been really big, obviously, um, because everybody is kind of, I mean, spas and stuff are open here now, but for a while they weren't and people have whatever level of comfort they have um, going or staying home. So they're trying to do some of the stuff that they would do at a facialist at home. Um, I also think there's been a really big kind of shift. Um, For a long time, it was everybody was really into um, acids and, you know, glowiness and, and brightening. and Yeah, everyone is like all about a chemical exfoliation these days. Yes, yeah. so I think the chemical exfoliation was really big and for good reason for a really long time, but I think it's kind of now the sort of bounce back from that is happening where everybody, everybody's kind of like irritated their skin. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like now what I've been really into is just like calming, soothing, comforting, like uh, kind of like moisture barrier protecting yeah. products. So things, I mean, I definitely still use my um, exfoliating toner. I still, you know, I still use uh a chemical exfoliator because I, I do love the way that it makes my skin yeah. look um but I think I was just so obsessed with the because you know because it's exfoliating it's you know taking off layers of your skin yeah the, no, no no it makes a huge difference and I feel like there are people that are like oh well you don't need an exfoliator I'm like oh yeah I do because <laughs> when I don't use it my my skin feels like sandpaper it's like I need that you know so yeah I get it 
I was the same way. And so I was, it was kind of the only products that would give me that sort of like immediate um, instant gratification, like my skin looks better. But what I realized was that I actually was kind of like messing. I was just doing it too often. Um, And with too many, because the other thing is that it's important to know kind of what are all the ingredients in all of your products, because sometimes there'll be exfoliating ingredients in a product that you didn't realize and then you're overdoing it. And anyway, that's kind of what was happening to me. And I think to a lot of people, because all of a sudden we were being all of these launches and all of these marketing plans were about that, like instant glow, like uh, exfoliation, like all this stuff. So now I feel like it's been, all right, let's like cool it on that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Go back to, um, what makes our skin feel good and um, protected and healthy. And so I think well, balanced, right. I was talking to, I was talking to Divya from wonder beauty and she brought up the word balance. And I was like, I I love that word. Like, can we please put that in every marketing thing for every skincare? Because honestly, it's like balance, balance, balance. You know, we can't, we can't disrupt the acid mantle. We can't, you know, keep doing things that are going to just kill our skin barrier. I mean, that's just not, healthy but I I hear you I know what you mean (laughs) the overall feeling yeah I I don't know if you've heard about um this new this new tool um droplet I I've been using droplet lately and it's made my skin amazing yeah it's oh my gosh Holly seriously check it out like it's like the coolest like it's a device basically so these two women from MIT they're MIT grads and they came up with this amazing technology and basically what it does is takes all these actives that we love like glycolic acid collagen um Mm -hmm. I think they have uh retinol in there as well and it aerosolizes it into a mist form and then we just yes I was just reading about this actually oh my gosh it's amazing like I used it my skin was irritated I used it one day and then my skin is amazing now I don't know what they did but it works (laughs) just choose whichever sort of like ingredient you want and then mist it on and it's supposed to be better for your skin Right. And then they make these little capsules, like, like they come with these little capsules of like the different ingredients and then you just pop one in and, you know, done. Like (laughs) you're supposed to use it like in place of a serum. Yeah. So like, you know how we put on like a glycolic acid serum, right. Or like, we'll put on like a collagen serum. Well, instead of that, you just like wash your skin and then I guess do whatever you want to do in terms of exfoliation um but I I mean I just wash my skin and I'll use it and overnight like you know you just, it's your skincare routine for the night basically mm-hmm. and um you can use the multiple like they've got the three capsules so you can use all three if you want it doesn't hurt your skin um but I found it to be really really um refreshing actually because it's this mist form and it's not like, you know what I mean? It's just like, it's a mist and it's going, it's supposed to be going deeper into your layers. So like the, um, I was talking to them the other day, the founders, and they said it's like 20 cell thick penetration. Like you can go into like 20 layers of cells and deliver those actives deeper. So amazing yeah it's pretty cool so check it out if you have a chance (laughs) um i just did like a major pitch for them but (laughs) i just i really love the product so um but no like i think tools are definitely the new thing in skincare and i'm i'm excited to see people using so it's pretty cool so tell me more tell me more about what you're working on right now um is there something you're excited about like something coming out or um what is um well we just launched our uh our second digital issue 
Mm-hmm. Um, we started doing covers. Our first one was in September and our second one was um, early, uh, like a couple weeks ago. So we had, uh, um, it was literally like 20 stories that we commissioned around the theme dualities. We came mm-hmm. up, we kind of just brainstormed around um, what we were thinking and feeling and, you know, through having been like, you know, nine months into this pandemic and sort of like what what are the things that we need right now or are feeling right now or would want to read right now. We have Lily Collins on the cover. Um, yeah. And she, it was a really, really beautiful shoot. And uh, yeah, that's that's been like sort of the most exciting thing that we've done um recently because those are always kind of like such a labor of love I mean it was like 20 pieces of content which was in and of itself like a huge yeah thing to deal with and then putting together kind of like what the cover will look like in the shoot and all that um so that's really exciting um I'm trying to think what else is coming up we have this uh I mean yeah now we're doing a bunch of sort of holiday stuff we're trying to sort of brainstorm around like what this um, you know, holiday season slash New Year's slash January time will feel like and and, yeah. and and with that kind of like what people will want to read or what will be helpful um, for people to see on our site because certainly I wouldn't want to see a bunch of like, hey, new year, new you, like fitness. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no more gym memberships, please. You know? yeah. We've been trying to sort of come up with what um, what something serviceable for our readers will be kind of during that time because it is you know a lot of people are spending the holidays alone that feels weird um, how can we kind of make um, content around that and then also well what okay so like what will January look like we've all been like talking shit about 2020 this whole time but like now what what's going to happen in 2021 like what will that shift be like um yeah and kind of like how do we rethink resolutions and and sort of just the way that we look at like new year stuff so that's sort of what we've been working on um and kind of brainstorming around so it'll be kind of this more like hope and healing theme versus like yeah like oh I love that I love sugar you know not that very like that but that's kind of like usually what the content people are searching for during that time is so yeah, no, I love that. And I honestly, you know what, I'm going to ask you this, because I don't think people understand how busy of a lifestyle it is in the editorial world. So can you take me through like a day in your life? Like it's I know it's very like, random, but I really want people to know how much hard work goes behind <laughs> all these publications and what you do. You know what I mean? It's just it's truly, truly good work. So I, I want everybody to know. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, it yeah. is. Um there are some things that happen every single day. And then there are some things that it's like, oh, we're planning for this one thing. So like this week is like crazy with just this one thing, but then it's done and whatever. So for me personally, um, I curate what ends up going on the homepage. So anything that's on birdie.com is like, because I put it there, we have an oddly manual (laughs) (laughs) system. Um, And so I, um, kind of manage the edit calendar, what goes up when. And so um, every day I plan, or every day I plan, I I try to be a few days in advance, but 
Um, so every day I plan what will be on the site, like on the homepage the next day. And that's based off of like um, things that my, the writers that I manage have written, things that the writers at Faith has written or managed have written, and then the rest of our team. So we we're split up in sort of like um, Faith and I, Faith is um, our editorial director, Faith Shway. She mm. and I um, manage writers that pitch and have more of kind of like a timely trending vibe to it. So like things that are happening, personal essays, um, things that are less evergreen. And then um, our team members, uh, Lindsay and Holly work more on evergreen and SEO. So they have teams of writers who write around keywords. Yeah. Um, and so every day there'll be new content that comes into the edit calendar and I kind of decide when it goes on the homepage, if it goes on the homepage um, and how it's gonna look. So I'll like uh, look at the images, if the image that isn't in there, if the images that are in there don't work with the other things that are gonna be on the homepage, I'll switch it out or change the title or um, different stuff like that, sort of change stuff around to um, so that it kind of looks good and so that we I make sure that we have like you know not too much wellness today not too much skincare today not all makeup things like that so that there's a nice mix of the story um and then so that's so I plan that um the night before or like a few nights before just for what's gonna like show up the next day Uh, and then every day it's kind of working with um freelancers that we manage to, uh, they pitch stories kind of on a monthly cadence. So it's editing, building, publishing, and writing. Um, I definitely write less than I used to, which bums me out still, but I try and do it when there's time, you know. Um, When when are we going to get the Hallie blog? We need to get the the personal (laughs) blog. (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, I, yeah, I, I have, I have like so many stories that are like half written that I just like haven't had time to finish. So there'll be, that's kind of like what my resolution for the new year is going to be is to just make sure that I'm writing more because it is the thing that I love and kind of like what is so fun about this job. There's everything else is fun too, but um, so yeah, it's a lot of editing, um, various freelancers and then uh lots of meetings about stuff um obviously before the pandemic there was a lot of running around it's less like that now yeah Um, so yeah it used to be a lot of events and desk sides and all of that stuff and so desk sides and events still exist kind of over zoom so it's they're less time consuming certainly um and then like what else is there it's it's always kind of yeah, just like a million things planning for the digital issue where we have eco awards every year that we plan for putting that stuff together, Um, working with our designer for visual stuff, um, planning, we have monthly themes for edit. Um, So planning what the monthly themes are going to be and um, assigning out stories to freelancers and other editors. Uh, We just did a huge push for gift guides. So it was kind of like brainstorming around what people would actually want to read about in terms of holiday gifts um during a yeah I feel like there's so many this year like is that am I wrong or are there no I feel like yeah I mean I feel like there's always so many but this time around it's more difficult because you're like okay well there are a lot of people who don't have jobs and there are a lot of people who aren't going to be with their families how much are they willing to spend how much can they spend do 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 they even like what are and also like being wary of like okay well 
we want to be make sure, making sure that we're prioritizing um, small businesses, doing less Amazon stuff. It's like there's a lot of stuff that's been going on in this pandemic that I think um, has brought attention to the way that we spend our money. And yeah. so we need to be cognizant of that, especially when we're doing like roundups of how people should spend their money. Right. Um, so yeah, so it's a lot, it's a lot of brainstorming and meetings and strategizing and then kind of trying to figure out how to execute those things um, as well as, yeah, like editing and, and building and, and writing sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I think that's really cool that you bring up the whole COVID thing because right now um, I know there's a lot of people out there, whether they're influencers or just private accounts, you know, consumers, everyone's talking about, well, save your money, you know, because we don't yeah. know what's going to happen. And 2021, I'm crossing my fingers that it's not going to be as much of a mind, you know what, you know what, I'm not going to curse on air, but you know, I hope not. I hope it's amazing for everybody, but yeah, like saving money is this new thing right now that everyone's really focused on. So I'm glad that you guys are keeping that in mind. Um, With the pandemic, with, you know, when March came around, it was like, we had to do a lot of rethinking the stuff that we were doing and the things that we were planning to do because it was like okay well you know 75% of what we talk about on this website is either spending money on something or going to do something going yeah to, you know whatever and so it's like all right well how do we rethink how we uh, approach this content in our readers in a way that is respectful of the fact that like not everybody has money to spend and I, I'm sure I mean that's always true but especially now and the fact that no one can go anywhere. So it's like right. it's a lot of like, okay, like how do we kind of like dial this back and like approach beauty from a more organic place? Yeah. Um, and like, what are the topics that we can talk about and the things that will like make a difference to people outside of like, okay, buy this product or, you know, go get yeah. this whatever also like minimalism right like it's like people are so going towards minimalism and I'm sorry but I'm not gonna buy the bs of it's like you know I don't want more products I think it's more of the economic thing more than anything you know what I mean I think a lot of people are doing it because it is more economically you know so you know practical to buy three things that work really well for you and versus like 10 or 15 right so yeah I mean it's like inherently uh, people are wearing less makeup because yeah. they're not going anywhere or they have to wear a mask. I mean, I certainly, every time I put on makeup and then wear a mask, I break out even like before I'm home. Like, oh, wow. Out like for dinner to sit outside or like to have a drink outside or whatever. And yeah. I'll be like, oh, okay, I'll like put on a little makeup. By the time I get home, I've yeah. always broken out from wearing the mask. And I'm not even like, I don't have particularly acne prone skin. So it's like there, the complications of the mask and, and skin stuff is real. Yeah. Yeah. No, I had a friend who she is an influencer and she broke out and she couldn't figure out what product did it. And I felt like so bad, but I was like, all I can do right now is recommend products. I know that don't break me out. Like I, I don't know, you know? So yeah. I, yeah. yeah, it's tough. That, I mean, that's another thing that's tough about this business too, is that it's like, it's really hard to recommend products to people because everybody's yeah. skin is different. So it's like something that I love can be awful for someone else or vice versa. And I've had that happen. And it's, it's unfortunate because you're like suppo- supposed to be 
in the know. And I'm just like, I don't know. I mean, it, it works but for me. <laughs> it's hard. No, it's so hard yeah. because skincare, especially, you know, and even makeup, it's like a very, very personalized thing. We don't know how our skin's going to react. I mean, you can say something like, I have sensitive skin. Well, to what degree? Because you know what I mean? Like, it's so hard to tell. So I completely agree with you. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, you know, a huge factor, I think, right now for people is really picking out what's my product, you know, what's, what's going to work for you. Like for me, I know the St. Jane serum works amazing for me. I know that, you know, like I still love ponds, you know, I still love, you know, Estee Lauder. I, you know, those things work for me. So yeah, it's a, it's a personal journey. So I agree. I agree. Well, thank you, Hallie, so much for your time. This has been seriously amazing. Like I just, I love talking to people with this different perspective, you know what I mean? So it's just, it's been so nice to talk to you. Thank you so much. It's been so wonderful to talk to you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it was truly our our pleasure. Um, everybody out li- listening out there, please make sure you subscribe to our podcast and rate it on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, whatever you're using to listen. And um, leave any comments or questions you have for Hallie in our cover art, and I'll pass them along to her if she has time. Um, and yeah, I'll talk to you guys next time. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye.